Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prenay from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fire Radio, and I appreciate every last one of you as we get another broadcast of Battle for Freedom. Today, it's Wednesday in the Word, and we're going to have a great time. Before we get into that great time of Wednesday in the Word, if you want to interact, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Battle for Freedom. I want you to consider going to mojo50.com. Uh, share it out with as many people as you possibly can. Click the schedule button, click the shop button, click the donate button if you can, uh, and you'll learn a lot more about this amazing network. I also want you to do me a favor. I want you to consider one, a couple of our sponsors. The first one is American Pride Roses Coffee. It's historically great coffee and the official coffee of Mojo Fiverr Radio. Great business uh, that's based out in the West, uh, West Midwest. I mean, it's just it's just west of my location here because I'm still in the Midwest. So I think they're on the other end of the Midwest. Um, but you can really enjoy uh, what they offer to you as a great service, a great product, and also great people. American Pride Roses Coffee. Another thing I want you to consider also while we're waiting here uh, as we're getting, getting this thing started is looking into New Life Holistic. New Life Holistic is... Uh, a biofeedback company that allows you to recover from a lot of the ma- major ailments that are out there by today's society. They, they try and offer you a chemical solution, but it's much better for you to consider doing the biofeedback uh, therapy from Anthony Malchiotti and New Life Holistic. Trust me, it is uh, revolutionary. I've had a lot of people share their personal testimonies of what it has done for them in their lives as a result of doing New Life Holistic. So please consider them both. Uh, and we'll talk more uh, on some other things later. But again, as I said, and I started off this, so this is Wednesday in the Word, where I spend uh, you know uh, some time trying to figure out how we can go through these two books. One is, of course, the Word of God. It's the Bible. It is the uh, means by which we break down um, the, the meaning of life. God's love letter to us that has given us a lot of clarity to uh, figure out exactly what this world is like and how do we survive in the midst of everything that's going on, to make sense of the darkness that's here, to make sense of ourselves, make sense of the darkness that's within us. Uh, you know, it's it's a humbling thing when I read the Word of God and I am uh, I am constricted because of the fact that I see the changes that need to happen in my life and I pray for God's strength to help me make that change and. 
Talk to the Bible by Bruce Wilkinson and Kenneth Bower is just another great tool that allows you to break down the books of the Bible uh, so it can make it a lot easier for you to understand and not be confused or, or in any way. It's, it's a great breakdown. It's a great historical breakdown. In the link, if you're looking on Facebook, uh, you can see you can see the link to where you can order this book on Amazon uh, available to you now if you go and click that link. Again, if you want to interact, you can go to facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom. Leave your comments there and we will get into we'll get into this. Um, I see. Uh, let's see on this list so far. I see. Oh, uh, Carolyn and Lep. Thank you for being part of the program. Uh, yes, Carolyn says God's word is for everyone. God does not discriminate. Amen. And, uh, or am I looking at the wrong one? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> I like, wait, wait, that's, that's a different one. That's not the one that I was, uh, I was going through. So there might be a slight, it might be a slight echo on this one here. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is too funny. This is too funny. Um, <laughs> It's, it's yeah. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. This is too funny. I'm just trying to get this thing here. I see Heidi. I see Carolyn. I see Curtis. I see Renee. Thank you for joining and being part of the program. Uh, this, you know, one of those days where you got to wake up and you and you're trying to get your life to um, just really reflect on where it is that you want to go and the changes that you have to make. It's it's a real humbling. It's a real humbling point where you're you're trying to grow up from this thing here. So, as I look here, and we go through talk to the Bible, and we look at Philippians. Last week we were in Galatians, and we we're talking about the freedom from the law. Today we're looking at we're looking at Philippians, and it talks to say to live is to Christ. And as a result of this, you know, this is probably the best timing for this because right now a lot of people have felt very uh, they felt very uh, betrayed by their government, by their party, by their friends and family. And, you know, one of the things that we need to understand is people are always going to disappoint you. People are always going to disappoint you. And the thing that we do is we go out of our way to find out where that stability and security is and that consistency in life. And that's Christ. And you have to understand that as Paul is writing this book, He's doing this from a, a Philippian jail. Okay, this is part of the prison epistles. Opening salvo from the Wilkinson and Boa on this. And this is uh, really key in terms of uh, how... Uh, this is really key. Philippians is the epistle of joy and encouragement in the midst of uh, adverse circumstances. You hear this? This is very powerful because one would dare say... Uh, one would dare say that this is very key to where we are right now. We're in adverse circumstances. We just came out of lockdowns. We're probably about to go back into lockdowns. And we also are dealing with a situation of high inflation and so many restrictions that you can imagine in life because everything just costs so much. But, you know, you want to talk about being imprisoned and having restrictions and then having a spirit of joy, that just doesn't make sense. This was written about 62 AD. 
This is according to Wilkinson and Boa. Place was in Rome. And breaking this down, there's four sections to this or four parts to uh, just using this, the structure by which we are given from Wilkinson and Boa. It says the account of circumstances, which is chapter one, the appeal to have a mind of Christ, which is chapter two, appeal to have the knowledge of Christ, which is chapter three, and appeal to have the peace of Christ, which which is chapter four. So, you know, it's just, it, it's interesting because I think that, you know, in the midst of everything going on, in the midst of all the challenges in life, having and being positional in Christ. You remember last week when we went through Ephesians and we spent the first the first three books are talking about doctrine and the last three books in you know the last three chapters in Ephesians deals with practice, putting it into practice. I mean, you want to talk about going from going from putting it into practice to actually now having a spirit of joy in light of your circumstances, but Paul gives us that that ability here. Paul freely expresses his fond affection for the Philippians in the view of their consistent testimony and support and lovingly urges them to center their actions and thoughts on one person, on the one person pursuit and the power of Jesus Christ. Paul also seeks to correct a problem with disunity and rivalry, urging his readers to imitate Christ in his humility and servanthood. In this way, the book the, the this book in this way the work of the gospel will go forward as believers seek to stand fast and be in the same mind rejoice always pray about everything you know most of the books focus on correction from paul this one generally focuses on the spirit of joy and the spirit of contentment and excitement in being in christ you know you know, when we talk about the different four sections, it talks about the suffering, the submission, the salvation, and sanctification. It's almost like the five parts of Romans. It has a salvation and sanctification. These are these are the what is it? Second and third part of Romans. And he's basically telling you that this is how you you're going to have this experience. When you yield to Christ, another another uh, passage: Sub, submit to Christ, draw near to God. Oh wait, wait! I want to. I don't want to mess this up. This is uh, this is going to be. I should know this one. I should have it by memorize. Uh, submit to God, and He will basically, and the devil will flee. James chapter four, verse seven. And the one of the times that I don't have it memorized, I don't. Because of the fact that I'm completely going off script, <laughs> than what I would normally do here, I'll get back to it. Trust me, give me a second, and I'll get back here. Uh, because I love this, I love this verse. Uh, not my favorite favorite verse, but I love this one. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Again, we're understanding that you know. The challenges we have may be an issue of not submitting ourselves completely to God. And once we do that, and once we submit ourselves to God, and once we put ourselves positionally behind him and put him in front of us, he is our shield. He is our banner. He is our hope. He's our strength. He is the one who gives us life, purpose, joy in all things. But when we put ourselves ahead of God, that's when we find ourselves most miserable. Really appreciate, uh, really, really appreciate 
Paul and his disposition here on getting us to look at this even here. You know, so uh, breaking this down, the key verses here, the one is um, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And this is powerful because the fact that normally, normally we don't normally in the midst of the trials, in the midst of all the craziness, we don't put our eyes on God. We put our eyes on the problem. Again, like I said, Paul sitting in a jail. The last thing that we want to think about when we're in the jail is, oh, my clear focus is on God. But think about that. Sometimes when you're in jail and you have nothing, that, that God has stripped away everything, the only thing we have left is God. Many people, like, they, they mock the pe- idea of people who decide, decide that they want to come to God because they're in jail. But sometimes that's the one place where God speaks loudest and clearest to a bunch of us. Many people in the Bible have gone through great prison ministries. Joseph, (laughs) because living for Christ, he was able to clearly hear God. And when God told him to translate Pharaoh's dream, that's when he became free in the midst of his imprisonment. He became free. And I'm wondering how many of us are willing to do that. How, I mean, or maybe is, is that what it is? That, again, I, 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 people didn't believe me when I said this. But I thought that through the, the process of through the process of the pandemic, of the lockdown, it was God basically saying, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. And in the process of doing this, uh, God can hear us clear. I mean, we can hear God clearer and be a better, uh, better uh, ambassador for Him, a better representative for Him. But Him to say t- for me to live, for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. It's this whole idea that His whole existence surrounds Christ. There's no bucket list. There's no bucket list in life that compares to His relationship with Christ. Ah, Lord Jesus, forgive us when we're so fixated on that. And then the second one, he says in chapter four, verse 12, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and uh, facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. That no matter what circumstance in life, it doesn't matter how life ebbs, you know, how life ebbs and flows. It doesn't matter whatever my challenges are going to be. God is my strength. And you'll hear this. You'll, you'll understand why he says this. There's so many great passages that we have, especially in chapter four uh, with uh, Philippians. But I love this again. This is him, you know, the theme and purpose. I want to go with this briefly before we get into the chapters here. This is going to be a short one. Oh, no, no, no. I think this could be a good, this is a good, good one. Good discussion. Good, just good study. Uh, uh, thank you for joining Carolyn, Curtis, Heidi, Renee, Trisha, Amy, Carrie. Um, amen. Uh, Jesus doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Yes. He qualifies us all because he is the author and perfecter of our faith. 
He is the one who brings us out of the darkness. He touches our soul, our spirit. I mean, to live means that God has basically performed that spiritual CPR on our hearts because we were dead in our sins and trespasses. We did, we, Romans chapter three, no one is good. No one is righteous. No one is just, no one seeks after God. We were dead men, dead women, dead people walking, and God basically brought out the he brought us the EMT services, and he pumped he pumped life into our hearts the same way he pumped life into Adam in the garden through the ministry of his gospel and his grace to awaken us to the truth of what Jesus did on the cross for us. He performed that spiritual CPR on us and brought us back to life. He resurrected us. I mean, there will be another resurrection in in the end, but to live now is it's a great it is it is a great uh, pleasure that he would be so kind to us. But I love this because of the fact that he says this letter was written to convey Paul's love and gratitude for believers at Philippi and to exhort them to a lifestyle of unity, holiness and joy. Paul, you know, evidently enjoyed a warm relationship with the Philippian church, perhaps his favorite. You know, and this is they were they were more sensitive and responsive to his financial needs than any other church. These weren't small. This wasn't a big church. This wasn't a mega church. This is a small church. And it's amazing how sometimes God can get with faithful people. He can get the most amazing outpouring of faith for those who have little. And we have to look at even at the church now, the big humongous churches that we have all these different programs that's going on. Is it really for God's glory or for the fame and the posturing to seem like this great mantle of hope in the community when the, 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 it should be pointing back to Christ, not to the church. Again, everything that they're doing here is about glorifying God. And that's why Paul could have further joy. That's why Paul can have further joy in his ministry because of the fact that he's looking and seeing how much they love Christ and how much they're showing their love for one another in their humility and their obedience to Christ. But I love this. This is Philippians. This is a great, and I'm, I'm praying that even as we go through this, that this will give you some hope. This will give you some encouragement because it's, it's dark times. We're in dark times. Make no mistake. But I want us all to have the spirit of Paul who had, who basically yielded to the spirit of Christ in the midst of the darkness. And he, he, he allowed God to illuminate himself through Paul and be a light and a beacon to everyone else. Who's in, think about this. I know I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking here, but think about this. Have you ever seen those Christians who just have this amazing glow about themselves. They're peaceful. Some might be a little bit over bubbly and joy, joyful, but you know it's not manufactured. You know that their peace is genuine. You know that they are so stable and secure in Christ, and they have this peace that surpasses all understanding. That's those are people who have joy in Christ. They're not 
flowing and falling apart and not knowing what to do. No, 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 no. God's got the whole situation, and they're good. And I want to do my best to emulate that. I've got a long way to go, a lot of growth to do in my life to honor God in that that, that, that layer. So let's go into some of this uh, here so that we can look at this. So we're going to spend some we're going to spend some fun time with this here in Paul and in Philippians. Uh, you know this. Uh, sorry, I apologize. This thing is acting weird, and I need I need something. What, what the? That's the right one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to read from my Bible and not do this on this one here because it's just a whole lot easier for me to go through the Bible and not play around with the screen. But in chapter one for Philippians, let's go through this. We have time to go through the, do this. Yep. Ephesians, <sighs> Philippians. Paul is servant of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the overseers and deacons grace to you from our God from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and this is the part I love this because he always does a greeting and I think this is um, you know you sit here and you look at he says I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. This is the reason why you can actually have the author of of, of Hebrews who says the, the author and perfecter of our faith. That Paul understands and he knows with full confidence that the only reason why any of us can do anything right, the only reason why we can we know that we're secure in Christ, that that when when, when we it's not just say it say it and then we're saved. We you just call out you know saying this that, yeah I believe and then we're saved. No no there has to be there has to be a spirit of joy in our lives that that just doesn't burn out, but it it it, it continues to burn hot for God's glory. Are there times that they may be losing a, needing a little more oxygen to, to keep that flame going? Yeah, but it doesn't go completely out. It doesn't turn into embers that slowly die away. I mean, it is something. There's a fire that keeps burning that we have for Christ. It doesn't get completely extinguished, and, and many of us are we're we're extinguished. There's no joy. There's no peace. There's no satisfaction in what we're doing, and it's clear we've walked away from the we've walked away from God. We've walked away from any any that 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 love affair that excitement that the, the honeymoon was over there's, there's the, i even don't even like that term honeymoon because of the fact that it just only says that there should only be joy for the first 2 years of someone's life and i think that that same that same mentality you know that there, your first two years of marriage should only be the most exciting times of your life, and then it's understandable as time weighs on that you don't love that person as much as you did the day that you got married. 
No, that's wrong. That, 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 that idea, and, 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 and we as Christians, we embrace that quote-unquote honeymoon phase. You know, that's completely wrong. There's this idea of this honeymoon phase. Now, granted, we allow things to distract us that that takes our eyes off of the, the, the gift that we have of having that person to have and to hold till death do us part. But but this relationship with God is not a honeymoon phase. And we as Christians, we must remove that language from our mouths that basically say that there's this honeymoon phase of being a believer because that's that's attributing worldly standards. That's attributing worldly standards to a heavenly, a heavenly host of blessings. There is no such thing as a honey honeymoon phase for Christians. If you buy that, if you buy that, you basically are attributing natural things to something that is spiritual and far greater than we ever could understand. Now, the, the, the best part about the Bible is we just see a snapshot of the life and the ministry of Paul, but there are the ebbs and flows and there are the ups and downs and a lot of the challenges that he experienced. He, he's open to all that, but we never see every last moment of his life to, to see where it was and he, this is where he fell and this is where we knew that he stopped believing in God. I mean, he's in a jail. He's in a jail. And I think that many of us, we don't hear a heartbeat we don't hear a heartbeat for God for God because of the fact that we are so we're so tripped up by this world that we can't even hear him anymore. Let's go to a break and I'll talk to you on the flip side. John what? Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. Patriotically correct. There's bad people in every profession, right? There's bad Domino's delivery drivers, bad auto mechanic, bad this or that. We're not going to compare law enforcement to any other profession any longer on this program because here's why. You cannot compare the occupation of a police officer to the occupation of anywhere else where there are bad apples. There's no way that there's this systemic racism within that field. There is no profession in the world that goes through more excruciating background checks, psychological evaluations, polygraph examinations, examinations. Backgrounders go to every city that they've ever lived in, every job that they've ever worked. They talk to first grade teachers, neighbors, associates, possible associates. There are not a whole lot of bad apples in the law enforcement community. They're just able to slide through that. And through these interview process, you know, the, the dissection of their social media accounts and their Twitter, and it's all there. It's, it's there forever. And to insult them by comparing them to other professions, I'm just not going to tolerate it on this show anymore. Weekdays, 5 p.m. Eastern on Mojo 5 after a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. 
This is an important reminder. Don't miss this week's exciting shows with Erskine right here. We've got some very special guests and revealing topics this weekend. So make a note, mark your calendar, text yourself. Join me here for Erskine this weekend. You'll hate yourself Monday if you miss us. One heartbeat at a time. Battle for freedom. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prunier from Battle for Freedom, as we sit here and do Wednesday in the Word. And, you know, we get into this whole idea as to live is Christ. Uh, and to die is gain. That is one of the scripture passages in there, because once we die, we get our we get the best upgrade package ever. <laughs> better bodies, better hair, better, better life, just and, and, and a better ability to live a life where there is no sin. There is no presence. There is no contamination of sin. But we are in the presence of holy, righteous God who basically burns away the existence and removes any way, any of the existence of sin in his presence. This is this is just one of those phenomenal things where I'm just so thankful for God and Paul and his disposition of loving God and setting an example for us to follow. I pray that for uh, for every last one of you and every last one of us, may we take this time to allow the Spirit of God to transform us and make us more like him. Because this isn't about us just being personally happy. You know, our Constitution says the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. No, no, no. Every, the Constitution that we, the Christian Constitution is about the glory of God. Chapter 12, I mean, chapter 1, verse 12. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known through throughout the whole world through the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ and most of the brothers having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much more bold to speak the word without fear that when we sit here and for many of us I mean get are you ready for the imprisonment are you ready for this? I mean, we, we shut down churches during a pandemic. Uh, we we are basically condemning Christians for wanting to sit here and have the, the, have the weird thing of desiring to save a baby, save a, a fellow human being that's in the womb. For wanting to hold the standards of Christ, for some reason now we're being maligned. Those of us who stand, stand firm to that. Those who stand firm, those of us who stand firm to preaching the gospel message that people, we need Christ. There's no good works that we can do to re reconcile ourselves back to God. We need to get rid of this the good good works uh, ministry of believing this is how God is going to be find favor in our lives and realize that God, God bestows favor in our lives because of his grace. It's nothing that we earned. And when we when we remove ourselves from this 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 lawlessness and then then this this lawfulness and human human works, then we are free to live for God and His glory because it's not about us. It's not about our personal joy and satisfaction. It's about His glory. And when we're focused on His glory, guess what we get? Personal joy and satisfaction. <laughs> but when we get angry about losing stuff. When we get frustrated about losing things, guess what? We take our eyes off of God and we put our eyes on our circumstances more so than on our Savior. It's something that we need to change. 
Are we ready to go to jail for Christ? Can I ask you that? Are you ready? And as we sat here and we watched that mandates came down from on high of what people should do in their lives. How will you survive or how will you endure in this? Imprisonment is coming, folks. Imprisonment is coming. And the only way that we're going to endure this is having that secured relationship with God through Christ. It's the only way that we endure this. I love this because even in this, and and sometimes there's a bondage. Sometimes there's a bondage when there are people who are, they're not about preaching the word of God for the purpose of glorifying God, but they do it for glorifying themselves to look better and attract more people. That's the worst reason to, to build your ministry is because you're going to use the word of God to preach so you can make your ministry bigger rather than making the kingdom bigger. It's a different focus. This is a different focus, and you can see it in the churches because of the programs that are put to put together. It's about growing that church. It's not about growing the church of God. And we have to make that clear distinction because one just creates robots. The other one creates people who are in relationship with God and who have a desire to grow God's family, not their personal edifice. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am, I, I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in the pre- pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I did rejoice. So there is a, there is if the per- if the, those people who are out there trying to outshine other people, we pray that there is some there are some glory for God in this. That the, as the gospel prayerfully, clearly preached, not from a humanistic or a woke perspective, but that God's word is preached. Because Romans chapter ten verse seventeen, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ, not by not by church programs. By kids, by adults, by people being exposed to the word of God. They need, they need, they need, they need to know what Christ did for them to rescue them from the darkness. That maybe they are too blind to see that they're even in. Full sight, full vision, but completely blind to the circumstances of their dark heart that needs to be resurrected. That they need that spiritual CPR. Here it is. To li- yes, I yes, and I will rejoice for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Christ, Jesus Christ, this will turn out to my deliverance. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ, and to die is is gain. The, the, his his sole purpose is glorifying God in whatever he does. And to live, it just means that there's more glory I can do, not more glory. Yeah, there's more glory I can attribute to God in this life that I have. But if I die, pff, 
I'm getting the I'm getting the upgrade package. <laughs> Amen. More of more of you, Jesus, and less of me. Amen. Preach the truth straight from the God's word brings them in. Amen. Again, I think there's this illusion that people think, hey, I'm just going to be a good person and that's going to make people, I'm just going to be a good Christian. That's going to make people want to follow Jesus. No, 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 because I think that's what we do. That's where we focus so much and we put all our energy in. We have we have external ministries that we do all the stuff to bless people and, and people think, well, this is what's going to bring people to Jesus Christ. No, that that's that's the secondary stuff. Soup kitchens, you know, pantries, all this, all that stuff, washing people's feet, washing their car, babysitting their kids. That's that's secondary stuff. The primary stuff that actually sits there and 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 opens them. It's, it's not our good works that's softening their hearts to receive the gospel message. It is God who is softening their hearts to receive the gospel message. And I'm telling you that we're living in bondage and we're living in an imprisonment when we keep thinking that it's our ministries that are softening the hearts of people to allow them to hear the message of God. It's not. It's the Spirit of God. He has done this because guess what? He had softened hearts without VBS without soup kitchens, without all the different things that we do that we put our energies into. I'm not against those ministries. I think they are powerful ministries that God can use and allow the word to be shared with people who are hopeless, living in darkness, to be exposed to the light. I do not reject those. I think they are powerful ministries. But those aren't the things that transforms people. We have to let the spirit of God flow through our ministries, flow through us so that he can touch the hearts of individuals who need to know the light of hope, which is Christ. (sighs) This is. Let's get into chapter two. So much, so little time. And I talk too much. I love this. I'm just going to focus on the first few verses on this one here, but I love chapter two, Christ's example of humility. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Now, again, a lot of people are basically saying, well, do exactly what this ministry says. No, 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 no. The same mind is about glorifying God. It's not about adding numbers. It's about adding glory. It's, it's not about adding numbers to our church. It's about adding numbers to the kingdom of God. More celebrators, more people who will take part in glorifying God and giving him the praise and honor and glory that he rightly deserves. Yeah, it's an added benefit if they be part of our church. But again, we're not stuck inside the four walls. We're to be out into the world being a salt and a light. The city set on a hill, not the church on the corner, which is still is a great opportunity, but it has to be greater. Our ministry is God ministering through us. We are his walking churches. And if we people can't see that light and that light is expressed often in our joy, our joyful spirit of being in Christ. The same mind is about the same mind of glorifying God. And I love this. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. 
And I think that one of the sometimes even this passage is taken out of context because this was used to basically justify saying that people should basically get a drug put in themselves if they value other people. They use this verse to justify people being giving it given a drug against their will. That's imprisonment. That's bondage. That is an incorrect reading of this passage. It, it, it is a travesty that people would go there. Churches all over the world, not just in America, churches all over the world that can't respect life. Let each of you look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. I want to go back on a different passage here in the same book, previous chapter. For me to live and is to Christ and to die is gain. Think about this. His focus is on glorifying God. His focus is not glorifying man. His focus is on glorifying God. And if he dies, there's gain. Because he no longer has the worries of this world. He is not. He Again, to, for me to live is Christ. His focus is on God's glory, not his personal achievements, his extra life, his extra chance to be with his grandkids, his extra, ch- you know, his extra chance to be with his family member or finally have that wedding or walk that child down the aisle. It's, it's about it's about God's glory. We turn around and we make this about, oh, we got to let people live on this earth. No. Yes, God can use medicine to heal and everything like that. But when we get to the point that we turn around and we distort God's word out of selfishness, out of ambition, to fulfill our bucket lists, to be around longer. After living long lives and we feel that we deserve to live a little bit longer so everybody else should put experimental stuff in them, this is key. This right here, if you did not have the joy, if we did not have the joy and peace that no matter what God did through the pandemic, he was still going to be glorified and I would not in any way distort his word for my personal gain. If, if we did not submit ourselves to him and just basically say, Lord, if it's your time to take me, it's your time to take me. But while I'm here, let me glorify you in everything that I say and I do. I'm not here looking for my earthly possessions or my, or my earthly bucket list. I'm here for your glory. And in the midst of this, when there was no food on the shelves and there's no gas in the tank and, and, the, and there's no food in the refrigerator and there's no lights in the house. God, you are my light. You are my hope. You are my peace. And I'm not going to basically go over and hurt somebody else just so I can live a little bit longer and have a little bit more comfort because that's utter selfishness. So I can have a little bit more comfort. I'm going to hurt somebody else so I can have the life I've always wanted to have. You never, you'll never see this. In, you, this is not in the scriptures. This is not in the scripture. It's, it's, it's the selfishness of the Pharisees that basically were willing to sacrifice one so that they could have all their personal glory. That God would get the glory. You know, is it better that one should die? These are the words. It's better that one should die so that everybody else could be saved. 
not realizing the prophecy and error of their mentality, but actually the ultimate glory of God in them, wanting to sacrifice that one who came to save even them in their rebellion. Mm. This is, we're in a, we're in a very trying and dark time. And this is the reason why we have to be in a spirit of humility and a willingness to submit ourselves to God for his glory, not our personal gain. But this whole idea of letting Philippians two, three, and four be a means of justifying putting ex, putting things in our temple that is not a one-stop. Christ is the only one-stop solution that fixes all ailments. Christ is the only one-stop solution that works for everyone. He is the only he is the only spiritual medicine that works for all things. There for there is no there is no other solution. There is no earth other earthly medicine, heavenly solution that meets the power and and the effectiveness and the efficacy of Christ and what he did on the cross for us. That should give us joy. That should give us peace that we know that what he has redeemed and what he has done for us. And he has, he has put us positionally in the place of God, in the face of God to not be condemned, but enjoy the eternity with him. That is a reason why we should be joyful and that we're not fixated on the things of this world because of the fact that they, they are only temporal, but eternal is Christ. So being an ambassador, being a vocal piece for him, being a representative is what I should do. And I should do it joyfully and gladly. Oh my goodness. I love this chapter through two verse 14, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. <laughs> it was funny the other day, one of my, uh, my oldest did something to the youngest and it was a, you know, my wife told her to apologize and my oldest was like, I'm sorry, please. Will you forgive me? I was like, no energy, no passion, no desire. And I think that there are times that we do the same exact thing when it comes to being obedient to Christ, no desire, no passion, no energy. And that's because we do not have a settled joy and peace and most important, a relationship with Christ, not religion, a relationship with Christ. Righteousness through faith in Christ. This is in chapter three. <sighs> I love this because even in the midst of joy, he even gives warnings about what's going on because I think this is the, this is the failure that we have when we are in the flesh 
and not in the faith. Chapter three. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord, and write the same thing uh, to write the same things to you as in is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are circumcision who worship the, by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason of confidence in the flesh, also, if anyone else thinks that he has a reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever I gain, whatever I counted as loss for the sake, I count, counted it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss for, of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered of the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, having not a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that deep depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, become like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead." See, here's someone who had a major pedigree of life, of, 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 I mean, they said that Paul had like the equivalent of like four PhDs. That's how smart he was. He had, he had this amazing resume. And I think most of us, we're building our earthly resumes and our heavenly resume is completely blank. What we do for God's for God's honor and glory is blank. We're doing so much on this earth, and we're like, "Wow, look at all these things I'm doing for you, God." And He's basically the the the, the pen is dry is is dried. The book that He's been writing for you in heaven and writing for me in heaven, the the ink, the the fountain pen is dried. It's calcified, and and even though He may dip it back into the 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 ink to continue writing what we're doing, He can't because there's the the tip is calcified, and there's crust over it, and there's no way that the the pen will separate to allow for the ink the new ink to come out and write what we're doing. And it's because of the fact that we're not in a spirit of joy. We're not in a relationship. We're in religion. And so, hence, if we're in religion, there's nothing to be written for what we have done except depart from me. I never knew you. I love this. Not only have I obtained this, but I'm, or am I already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own brothers. I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward toward to forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I love this chapter four. Got five minutes here. I'm going to try and do this. And I love this because here's some great verses that are in this one, because this is about exhortation. This is about the whole idea of encouraging, encouraging others. Paul, he says, I entreat Yodia, Yodia, whatever, sorry. And I entreat Synthike uh, to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, to, uh, true companions, help these women who have labored by my side with me in the gospel together with the Clement and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life, whose names are in the book of life. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every, but but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In other words, share with the Lord the concerns that are on our heart. He already knows what's on our heart. He already knows what concerns us. But when we're in a relationship, we like talking to the people that we're in a relationship with. We let them know everything that's going on in our lives. Sometimes they don't want to hear it all. But the idea of having that open communication is wonderful. When we sit there and we communicate with the people that we're supposed to be in love with. I love this. Finally, my brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is ever commend, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, let think about these things. What have you learned and received and heard and seen in me? Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And this is going to be the key part too for us as we go through higher inflations, further restrictions. And greater darkness. Rejoice in the Lord greatly now that at, I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that now at length you have received your concern for me. You are indeed concerned for me, but I had no opportunity that I am speaking now, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know to be brought low and to know how to abound in every circumstance. I have learned the secret secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need and i can do all things through him who strengthens me this is the this is <laughs> think about this when you're hungry you don't want to do anything when you're full you don't want to do anything <laughs> well, well when you're hungry you all you want to do is eat when you're full all you want to do is sleep e- either way we're paralyzed and not knowing where to go. But in all things, in every situation, whether I'm in need or not, I'm still moving. I'm still pressing forward. I'm still doing things for his glory. I'm not sitting there wondering why my refrigerator isn't uh, isn't full. I'm not sitting there wondering why there's no food in my refrigerator. I'm sitting there and I'm worshiping God and I'm trying to hear his spirit to move me to the direction of where he wants me to go so that I can be a glory to him and I know that my needs will be provided I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because if I'm in a relationship I constantly have the words of affirmation and encouragement from him that allows me to continue to persist and go on <laughs> a spirit of joy in the midst of the darkness in the midst of uh, the restrictions and everything like that he said I can still do everything even though I'm in jail I can still do things for God's glory <laughs> you hear about the Philippian jailer <laughs> it was kind of you to share my trouble and the Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel when I left Macedonia no church entered the partnership with me in giving and receiving except only you even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I am received. I have received full payment and more, and I am well supplied, having received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. 
and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To God, our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. In the midst of everything that's going to take place, you know, if we miss this message, I'm going to hear it very clearly as we close this. We were to be here for everyone, to serve and help everyone. Every last one of us had a right, had a responsibility to prepare for the coming darkness. And we still have that chance now. We're here to serve and glorify God and prepare for the worst. Not sit here and wait for him to give us what we need. If he's given us the faculties to save and stock and prepare for the worst to come and we do it not, it's not that God stopped answering our prayers. It's that we stopped listening to him because we are in religion, not in a relationship. Again, to live is Christ. And if we don't do it, we're in a lot of trouble. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.